0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com
1: no purchase necessary bdw reported prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus
0: blog talk radio
1: And this is Cindy Meyer, your weekly radio show and the publisher of Spirit Seeker Magazine. Uh, And I have worn that hat for over 20 years. It's hard to believe. Um, Spirit Seeker Magazine started off as a quarterly newsletter. And when we reached 2,000 readers, I was meditating and heard start. Um, the magazine, um, and I was like, "What? That's kind of a big assignment." And um, but you know, I I listened, and here we are, twenty years later. And each and every month, you can read the magazine online uh, at SpiritSecret.com, and the online magazine is actually larger than our print magazine. Um, I wish that it wasn't so expensive to print and ship and pay distributors in Chicago, Kansas City and St. Louis but um, it is what it is so we are fortunate that in these times most of our younger readers are online readers anyway because they're more green and conscious so the Vedic Astrology is always um, online and we always have additional articles and that um, the online version continues to grow Uh, the other thing about Spirit Seeker is we have a weekly Email newsletter. Uh, this is a great way to be reminded of when the radio show um, is getting ready to. You know who the guest is that week, and you can look ahead. We also um, let you know when the magazine is online, and we also let you know about wonderful Mind Buddy Spirit events happening throughout the U.S. and into Canada. We will. Um, you will find Spirit Seeker magazine at two conferences this weekend. We'll be at the Global Pyramid Conference in Chicago, and we will be at the sixth uh, annual Afterlife Conference in St. Louis. In addition, we support many other mind-body-spirit conferences all over the Midwest, and you know we ship, you know, actually throughout the U.S. Um, so we have the weekly radio show, the weekly email newsletter, and the monthly magazine, and in order to be part of our email newsletter, um, please send us an email to info at com asking to be added to our email list and then you will know about all these different, um, activities, events, and books and all the wonderful things that are happening in the area of mind, body, and spirit. Uh, we also do giveaways because we receive many, many books and we do music, CD reviews each and every, um, month and we also review DVDs. So, uh, a good another good reason to be part of the energy of all this is that you um, may very well receive one of one of the newest things you know books CDs or DVDs that are um, in this arena okay so that is it I just want to mention that um, You know, I I do online um, readings, and I'm a a real estate agent and feng shui consultant in St. Louis, Missouri, but more and more with my real estate, I am doing referrals, and the reason that is such a nice um, gift Uh, to my clients and their friends and relatives outside of St. Louis is that I interview the agents and find someone that I feel is a really good match for you Um, so it's not just a blind hit and miss do a relocation request and so that is one of the services that I offer my real estate clients and um, I just really like working with people all over the country okay so that is it um please send us an email to info at spiritseeker.com. All right, so my guest this evening is Jenny Mannion. She is the author of A Short Path to Change. She is also a blogger. She has been writing articles um, and contributing. Uh, she's a regular contributing uh, blogger for the Huffington, Huffington Post. She's written over 200 articles from everything on um, being an alternative healing practitioner to eBooks. Um, and on and on and so um, jenny has also had her own healing transformations um, as well as you know coaching and supporting her clients on their path and she has healed herself of several chronic uh, diseases and she is no uh, foreigner to change and change quickly with working with your mind body and spirit so jenny are you there
0: i am cindy thanks so much for having me
1: Oh, my gosh. I am delighted. And, um, you know, your book is so, like you can open it to any chapter, any page, and I love books like this. Um, You know, I, I have been known to skip ahead or sometimes just read a book totally in one sitting, you know, other than getting up to to get some water or go to the bathroom and and your book is like that. I um I love how you started with um section 1 getting rid of the old stuff, doing the internal house cleaning. Um and you know, I've worked with many many different holistic practitioners over over the time, you know, over this time on planet earth and it's one of the things that, you know, I remember a colon colon therapist saying. He says, you know, when people start detoxing their bodies, they don't realize that in most cases it's already like cluttered and, you know, over challenged anyway. And he and he recommended, he says, I really recommend doing the the colon cleansing before you start the detox so there's room for all the stuff to go once you start cleaning out. So so you know Well, I, okay, so so let's just start with, first of all, you're awfully young to already have had many, um, you know, illnesses, chronic illnesses already yourself, and so you can start wherever you want to start with your story, but, you know, um, and listeners, if you have a question for Jenny at any time, just press one um, pound or one star either way uh, on your phone, and that will alert me that you have a question for Jenny. Okay, so Jenny, just start wherever you want to start, and then I'll chime in. In and ask questions as we go.
0: Sure. Well, yeah, the journey did start with me being sick for seven, about seven years and it began with a lot of pain and running to the doctors. And the more you go, the more diagnoses you get. So over those seven years, uh, the first one was chronic mono. They always found the Epstein-Barr virus in my blood. The second one was fibromyalgia, which is just kind of dis- diffuse body pain, and I felt like I had the flu most days. Uh, the third one was a genetic blood disorder factor, five light, and when they told me that, they told me I was more likely to get a blood clot, much more likely, and within three weeks, I manifested a blood clot in my leg and wound up in the hospital for five days after hearing that. And then the last one was Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, benign hypermobility. And that was the most, I guess, grim prognosis because they said with that the the pain would eventually settle in a place. And because of where I had been having pain, they thought that I would the pain would settle in my legs. And they told me that I would probably be in a wheelchair as soon as a year. And that was when I was like 36 years old 35 36 years old so it was very scary to get that diagnosis as a young mom uh, and I did everything you traditionally supposed to do you know you go to doctors you join support groups you find out more and more about your illnesses but none of that was helping it was making me feel more and more like I was my diseases I became all the symptoms I read about I suddenly manifested and I just felt worse and worse And there were a couple things leading up to me being actually able to heal. Uh, I did meet a really good friend of mine, and for the first time it it just allowed me to be me instead of mom, instead of wife, instead of uh, people that had all these expectations, daughter. uh, It was just me. So I had allowed Jenny to be Jenny, and my good friend Angela just really brought that out in me. So I I had not taken pain pills or I was very against medication. Uh, I'd seen people be addicted to medication growing up in New York City, so I did take—I would take like a half a pain pill to go out for a walk with my friend Angela, and it just became uh, wonderful for me to be me, to kind of feel glimpses of myself instead of that sick person that was always in bed or always feeling really badly uh and then a friend of mine had said to watch the movie the secret it took about a year before i watched it and when i watched it there were a few things that really resonated with me the whole gratitude resonated with me because when you're sick it's really hard to feel grateful when you have a challenge in your life that you're you wake up and you're kind of facing every day um that was the first thing on my mind my mind went to ow my legs i wonder if i'm going to be able to get out of bed today i wonder if i'm going to pass out today i wonder if i should be driving my kids anywhere today so it was all these like doubts and restrictive thought patterns so i said okay well maybe if i switch to gratitude that will help and the second was that our body's always recreating cells so where we put our mind uh helps to contribute those especially if the emotion goes along with it and i know that Because my doctors were telling me I was sick and no one told me I could get better, Uh, these were all chronic illnesses, that I was telling myself, um, I was sick all the time. So I said, well, what if I start telling myself, um, you know, I'm not going to go to doctors for a couple weeks because I was going like two times a week for different blood tests. Uh, What if I don't go to doctors for a couple weeks? I didn't have anything dire that I needed to be there for except more tests. And just start doing these things, start really diving into the mind-body-spirit connection. Uh, I was a psychology major, graduated with a B.A. in psychology. So when I heard the things, it just kind of made sense that I could feel a little better. Never did I imagine myself healing, but within three weeks, all my pain was gone. And I had felt better than I did in, you know, probably ten years or more prior. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's where it really began. And after that, I just kind of wanted to shout from the rooftops, you know. And uh, I learned how to – that writing my ebook, I could market it by starting a blog so that's what I did and I always loved writing so it just fit right in and it kept me learning about these things so it was actually really good for me because it kept it at the forefront of my mind you know that we were contributing to our thoughts and to our you know to our health with our thoughts and our emotion And it really just became a passion of mine. Through that, I found healing modalities that really resonated, like reconnective healing and Akashic record reading. And I was able to just kind of bring that to my clients. And I do really resonate with my clients because I know what it's like to be sick. I know what it's like to have these limiting thoughts, the negative self-talk. So I work with people, and that was the idea of my book, too, just stemmed from that. When I started working with clients, and I've worked with clients for like eight years now, I just thought that we all have the same stuff. We all hit with struggle with self-love. You know, we all, you know, uh, can get better by focusing on the thing, on the present moment. And there are so many tools to do that. Really easy, quick tools. So I guess you know, my passion is really just to show people that we are unlimited and that we can change our thought patterns. And if I have clients that are 60 years old, if this thought pattern has been in place for 50 years, guess what? You could still change it, and it's not going to take 50 years it can take a couple, you know, days, weeks if it's a stubborn one, maybe a couple of months, but it's not going to take that long and you can change it and start to create the life that you want.
1: You know, Jenny, what okay, if I if you were to say the main thing that I shifted in order to get well. I mean, I know you did many different things, but if you were to say, you know, like one of the biggest Things like first of all, I mean you've already stated one by saying, Okay, for two weeks I'm giving myself permission you know to stay out of the medical mind i'm great mm-hmm. you know i'm- i'm I'm going into gratitude, okay, I'm grateful yeah. that I have all these doctors, but I'm giving myself permission for two weeks mm-hmm. to just stop, which takes courage, and you know it,
0: yeah. Yeah, but it so wasn't during, working for so long, so it was easy to give myself yeah.
1: that card. <laughs> well, during those two weeks, you know, what was the main thing? I mean, is there was was there a main thing that just came through, or or you the main know, main just...
0: thing was presence. The main thing was really starting to listen to myself talk because if you're if you're unconscious and just going through the programs that you know we've been having since some since we were children, you can't change the way you think. Because you're not even aware of the way you think you're you're just in that um, you're in that program you really are I mean you you can be repeating the most negative things to yourself, so I'd say the the most important thing was awareness and just really paying attention to the messages I was sending myself, and that included you know starting to do gratitude and shifting my attention to the parts of me that didn't hurt rather than the parts of me that did hurt. I mean if you lay in bed saying, "ow my legs out." Or, oh, my legs hurt, oh, my legs hurt, you know, for for 10 minutes or hours on end, guess what, they're going to hurt more, you know. <laughs> Whereas if I shifted my attention to my little finger that wasn't in pain and was so grateful and I would, I'd pour my gratitude into that piece piece of me that was healthy, well, if there's one part of me healthy, guess what, there's healthy cells in me. And just telling my mind these different messages and really, yeah, it had to be awareness was the number one thing because you have to start being present to be able to hear the messages, to know that you even have to change them.
1: Well, and, you know, that's part of um, when a person starts, you know, to not feel well, one of the first things that happens is they physically slow down, you know, because of the pain. And, you know, I I was just teaching a class on mantras, um, I guess it was last Thursday night, and, you know, I was explaining that breath work, you know, 70% of the detoxification of our body happens through our breathing. And most people, um, when they start to not feel well, you don't breathe, especially when yeah. it hurts to move, you know. And, you know, it, it starts a chronic cycle. And how wise you were to, like, not do the pain pill circuit because that leads to so many other things. And, and yet it's hard to be in that kind of pain.
0: It is really hard to be in that kind of pain. And I did have to do work around that, allowing myself the pain pills and knowing that I was aware enough and afraid enough of addiction to be consciously taking them. And But I saw, Cindy, it was pretty amazing. You know, the half a pill it ta- I would take, four hours later I would be in more pain. And then suddenly, you know, after a month taking them, I needed one pill. You know, so, I mean, I saw how it was increasing and it was – you know, it was very hard to become, to just stay conscious and be like, no, well, this is something I'm deciding. I'm not getting addicted to these things, Uh, but I could see how easily people would.
1: Right. I mean, it's, you know, it's a major problem, um, you know, with the kids today. is why, you know, um, I'm not going to go into that, but, but, you know, the, the medicine cabinets of, 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 Adults, a lot of times after you've had surgery, you know, you've had pain pills and you forget. People forget about them, and the next thing you know, you know, it's 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 a problem. Um, okay, so I want to talk about the first section of your book, Getting Rid of the Old Stuff, the Internal House Cleaning, because I love how you talk about starting with forgiveness, um, starting with self-forgiveness, uh, then moving into forgiveness of others, and whole ho, ho, pona, pona, pona. I, I, I said it wrong, but you know what I'm talking about. I love yeah.
0: The oh, sacred
1: Yes, I know, I love it. So <laughs> let's talk about forgiveness and um you know, and you know, how that can bring about a huge shift in the energy of ourselves and our mind, body, spirit.
0: Yeah, well it does it is that two levels of forgiveness. It has to begin with self forgiveness because we are in our heads so much anything we feel we've said or done wrong you know we label it wrong we wish we didn't say that we wish we didn't do that and we will go on about it in our head forever you know for for hours for days for weeks some people are beating themselves up for years over something that they did or said and when we do that we're keeping ourselves rooted in the past we're telling ourselves we did something wrong we're punishing ourselves we're really not giving ourselves that permission to move forward So it is so important to forgive ourselves. Look, everyone, life is an experience. You know, all of these things are to be learned from. If we feel we said or did something, you know, wrong, you know, quote-unquote wrong, then then think about how you would have reacted differently, how you would react differently if the situation uh, came about again. You know, if you need to to make amends, you know, uh, first you need to make amends to yourself. You know, forgive yourself. It is a learning experience we have no problem staying in that horrible like deep dark soup of like what we did wrong but we don't spend that time even like a quarter or a millionth of that time basking in the things we, that we did right so it really is about just that forgiveness and letting go of of what we've done ho'oponopono is so beautiful for that and then for others too. If we don't forgive others, we become a victim. We're we're not only a victim of you know if if they hurt us that once, but we we have made ourselves a permanent victim. We have made ourselves not able to move forward. Uh, there are you know there are horrible things that happen to people. You know there are a lot of people that undergo abuse. Uh, but I have seen amazing amazing um, strength with forgiveness because we are not allowing that, that situation to hold us back anymore. You know, we're able to hope on is beautiful because you're realizing that if someone hurt you, then they were probably hurting. People that abuse usually were abused. You know, I see this a lot with when I'm working with clients with say and this this really, you know, this touches my heart is people that have moms that are abusive, you know, verbally or physically. It is so challenging because that's supposed to be the first nurturing uh, relationship in your life. And every time I ask them, well, was your mom, you know, how was your mom's mom? They always say the same thing. They were, oh, that was horrible. It was a horrible relationship. Right. So it begins there, like understanding, like, we're, I love the Deepak Chopra quote, we're all, all doing the best we can from our own state of consciousness. If someone is abusing, they're not happy. You know, if someone is hurt, going out of their way to hurt somebody else, they're not living in a happy, healthy place. So forgiveness from that space, understanding that you might not, you know, <laughs> agree to repeat that situation again. But, you know, there is something to gain from it. And there is the best thing that you can do is forgive and to move your Self into the present, so you can start creating from now. Because there's so many people that hold on to that past thing as almost like a badge of honor. But what it does? Oh is, well, it, it is right. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, it, but but I mean, you know, Cindy, it just keeps you in the past, and then you can't create. You know, I mean, you you're living in the past. You're you're blaming. You're, those are very heavy emotions. You know, blame, anger. Um, they're not going to move you forward. So Ho'oponopono is such a beautiful prayer because in those four sentences you can say, you know, I love you, either to yourself or someone else. And if you're saying it to someone else, it can be really hard if that person's been abusive or really, you know, you feel really horrible or abusive to you. But you can say it to their soul, you know, I love you, knowing that they have, you know, they have issues too with self-love. They've had their own problems, you know, I love you, I'm sorry, Sorry for the energy I've put out there, uh, going on about this forever. I'm sorry for what I'm contributing to it. Please forgive me and thank you. And it's just so beautiful because at soul level, we know we're perfect. You know, we're—it's not, not our soul that's that's in our heads beating us up. You know, our soul knows that we're perfect. We know we have that access to that uh, when we experience joy. When we experience like passions, we can feel that. Um, So it really just gets you in touch With that and I have seen that prayer Create miracles over and over again
1: Well and you know There's a breathing thing that goes with it And you know the this is an ancient Hawaiian technique taught by the Kahuna's, and the, you know, and they they empower the teachers to you know you have to be empowered to be able to even uh, offer Ho Ho Ho'opona. I I cannot believe this Ho'opona. I can't say it tonight. It's like, but any other night I could. That's interesting, but um, but I like how. You mentioned the whole thing about when you ask a client, well, what was your mother's uh, mother like? Because I think oftentimes, you know, I, I remember, you know, one of the most profound teachers saying to me, if you want to have more compassion for your parents, think about what they learned about being a parent from their parents, which takes it kind of like, you know, you're a little bit outside of it and more observant with a detachment. And it's like, you know, and when you said, oh, horrible, well, you know, your parents are your first teachers. And, you know, oftentimes you don't even know that your family's kind of like different until you go to a different household and you're like,
0: oh, oh it's not
1: like this at my house. Right. So, you know, I I, and this is, I think, how it goes multi-generational. And it wasn't that long ago that, you know, I mean, I can remember what, you know, so many people, you know, being trained by their families, what goes on behind closed doors, stay behind closed doors, or what is the other one? You don't air the family's dirty laundry. You know, so it's like generations and generations of these secrets, you know, or ways of being just, you know, get you know, genetically coded, it's like, it's just ridiculous, but it's, but it's true, so starting with that prayer, you know, um, is quite beautiful, I I love you, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, very simple, right there, all of it, it is so simple, (laughs)
0: yeah, yeah, but it, it is the most powerful prayer I've come across, and like I said, if you start saying it to yourself, if you start saying it for someone else or just someone you're having a little bit of a difficult time with. I've had clients that, you know, have a little bit of a difficult time with someone they work with and they start saying it and they said, wow, the energy's just shifted between us.
1: You know, so it is
0: pretty amazing um, that those four sentences can do that.
1: Wow. Okay. So, um, Jenny, moving moving from the forgiveness, um, you talk um, about the past emotional and physical um, influences, and then you move into taking inventory and assessing the influences in your life, which I I love how you talk about this, the past, but yet then being in the present with taking your own inventory so that you can move the energy on it. So whatever you want to share about that, um, and I definitely want to go into um, the fear, worry, and you've talked on this a little bit, the fear and worry and the negative self-talk so how um, how do you suggest when people first start changing their thoughts and they're aware like, "Whoa, this is not helping me, I want to change my story, I want to change this." So what are some tips you know you have you have 30 wonderful suggestions in this book. But
0: just, you know, a,
1: a, whichever one you want to share or ones you want to share, just to help people like when they're saying, oh, it's really easy, when, you know, sure, just change everything overnight. But, you know, that's not what you're saying. And, and I like no, the –
0: No, the,
1: Yeah, the, I like – yeah, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, the it. number one thing is to show yourself self love in this process because – you're going to come up with stuff that's not so pretty. You know, when I started listening to myself, it was horrific how many times I was telling myself I was sick or, ow, this hurts, or I'm not going to be able to do this, or I'm so disappointed, I can't do that. You know, it was horrible, you know, and for me to listen to it, and to hear it, it would have been very easy for me to kind of get on the pity train again. Oh, well, I'm like this because I'm sick, or, you know, it can be a cycle. Or you can say, you know what? I am saying these things because I've been in pain for a long time, and I really want to concentrate right now on some of the good things in my life. One of the things I t- I tell my clients too is the beautiful thing about this is these past words that we've re- been repeating on automatic uh, pilot are are just that they're like they're like static on a radio station. So. If that's all we're putting out to the universe, we will get some kind of mixed results, but we're kind of going to get results from that. But if we tune in, if we actually get present and start sending positive messages, start assessing what our life is around us, our emotional influences, is our house uh, a mess, you know, because even physical clutter can, can influence our energy, just start assessing the things throughout your day, becoming very present, like just as you're doing things, as I'm cooking, what am I thinking? am I thinking, "Oh, I gotta make a meal again for my family you know this this stinks, or are you thinking, "Wow, this is so great that I have food, you know, and I can cook for my family and share a meal? This is wonderful. I mean, there's so many ways each time each moment of your day, you can decide to become present it. All it takes is that awareness. Hey, I want to become present now, you know, and start to do that. And when you start hearing the messages you're sending yourself, be kind and loving. There are reasons you're, you're saying those things. Maybe you did hear your parents say similar things. Maybe you, you were in a relationship that was unhealthy and that became a pattern. There are reasons we do these things. Uh, so really just as being as kind as you would to uh, a child, to a loved one, that is going through wanting to change. You would offer them support. You would offer them hugs. You would say, it's not that bad. You're g- it's going to be easier. Uh, just having that attitude around yourself is going to be the most important thing. There are reasons that you have your fears and worries. They've come from situations in the past. You know, They are, to you, they might seem like fact because it's been proven over and over again that, you know, my boss isn't going to be nice to me. You know, so every time I go in, I am going to be afraid of them. Instead of starting to set that intention, you know, doing a little ho'oponopono, starting to set the intentions, trying to find the things that you like about the person. Uh, There are so many different tools we can use. Like you said, I mean, I have 30, you know, exercises, but even in those there are others in there to just... Start bringing us ourselves to the present moment, being really kind to ourselves in the process, and start assessing who am I, who am I hanging out with, who are the top five people I spend the most time around. Do those people bring me positive energy, or do, do I fe- leave feeling really depleted? Because that's another thing I face a lot is, uh, especially with women, but there there are certainly men I've I've had as clients that are the same. They they put everyone else first, so. The boundaries are there are no boundaries you know they're they're doing 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 for other people, and they don't stop and assess what they want to do, what would make me happy in this moment so it's really about coming to that place of self love and presence so you can start to assess these things so you can change them
1: yeah. that was that was totally part of my story. Um, you know i not that I was a martyr, but i but I grew up as the only daughter with five brothers. And wow. I know, <laughs> A lot I know. Of and, then, and then, you know, my dad had multiple marriages and, you know, and, and had addiction issues and, you know, gave my older brother and me, um, not gave us up, but, but he allowed our stepfather to adopt us because his life was pretty crazy at the time. So it was really an extraordinary gift um, to us. But then it was like one of those family secrets, like, the four younger brothers never really knew that, you know, my older brother and I were adopted because we all grew up with the same last name. And, you know, it was like, you know, they, they Mm -hmm. were, they were too little to understand everything. And so later, you know, when I opened Pandora's box, so to speak, and, you know, looked up my father and I wanted to understand some of the, some of the different things. And, um, Oh gosh, there was a point. There was a thread to this. Oh, I know. So he'd been through, you know, some other marriages, and out of out of everything, I'm the only girl. You know, he had oh. he had a, another son, and then he adopted a son so that that child wouldn't be raised like as an only child because you know he was older. You know, his wife was older when they had him, and then he adopted her her son. Can you imagine? And I'm like, okay, so what is it this lifetime that I have to learn about being a woman, you know? And yeah. uh, I mean, a lot. And so I I just took care of everybody else. You know, it was just one of those deals. And um, I did very well with the role until I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, of course, I got this very rare kind that, you know, they were just perplexed. And they're like, this just doesn't normally happen, you know, but here you have it. And they're like, if you're here in three years, consider yourself lucky. Well, I'd gone through a divorce, and then three months later, my mom had died. And I was grieving. I was like highly functioning grief person. I mean, most people didn't mm-hmm. even know, but I knew when I got the um, breast cancer diagnosis, first of all, nurturing others before yourself, you know. Right. Um, and I just thought, okay, I have to, like, change this really fast, you know, like really, yeah. really, really, fast. And, really you know, I listened, I listened to part of the medical treatment, and I did some of it, not all of it, but you know i did everything else and i'm reminded of louise hay you know when she um when she created heal your body she never meant for that to be a book i don't know if you know the story um she was uh, attending a religious science church and she was fascinated by what what was out of uh balance with people's thinking before their condition you know came up so she interviewed people with heart problems and people with cancer people with colon problems i mean and um so then it was a it was a project she had to do for this class so she turned it in and everyone was fascinated by it yeah. they're like you I should make that. that a book <laughs> yeah so then she, she makes it a book heal your body and then she was diagnosed with vaginal cancer and she was a model at the time she you know she didn't have insurance and she's like well how much is this surgery going to cost? And the doctor said, "You know, some figure." and she said, "Well, it'll take me ninety days to save up that much money." So she went to work to make you know to make the money to pay for her surgery, because you know, I mean, I how many people have had vaginal cancer? It's very rare. And yeah. she knew she knew that somehow she was being tested. Did she believe that she could heal her body? And number two, what was it? Why did the energy get trapped there? So in, in her, you know, 90 days she did breath work. She did all kinds of stuff. I mean, I the list was just, you know, unbelievable, all the things she did in 90 days. But what she realized is that the first time she knew she had been sexually molested, she was three years old. And her mother, you know, had, had a, um, uh, addiction issues. And a lot of times it was like whoever they could get to, you know, put a roof over their head and so she had been abused multiple times and that's where the energy got stuck so she did the forgiveness she did the forgiveness of her mom she forgave herself because she was a beautiful little girl and she thought it was her fault that she attracted all this to her because she was so beautiful and um but she did all this and in 90 days when she went back there was no cancer none gone yeah that is amazing well, and you know yep. miracles happen. Yep. So, so you know, it's just like we all have, and I've given thanks. You know, I, I broke my ankle three months before I found the breast lump. And if I had not broken my ankle and been in a wheelchair, I seriously don't think I would have found the lump because I was going too fast. You know, and this mm-hmm. presence and slowing down that you're talking about, I think – in the U.S., it's nuts right now, and it's like... Oh, yeah, there's, there's so many distractions, too. No one wants yeah. you to be present. <laughs> no, no, it's like, and it's like, you know, I look at, you know, I don't know how old your kids are, but, you know, I raised four stepchildren, and then I have a 30, 28, and an 18-year-old. Yeah, figure that one out. Okay, so, so uh, the 18-year-old has grown up with an iPhone practically in his hand. I mean, he had his iPhone before his older siblings had it, and really... This, this going, going constantly, let's address that just a little bit about, you know, the attention shifting and how, how, and let's talk about the energy of the body with the seven chakras, you know, with this constant bombardment of, of you know, the mind. And how how our bodies get affected by this, and what we can do to change this energy. And I know that's like five thousand questions in one, yeah, Jenny. That's so just a lot of roll questions. with it if you <laughs> would. Whatever comes
0: through for you to share, um,
1: whatever no, you want to I mean, to share. it was
0: you know it was so perfect, Cindy. But, I mean, you talked about you know your your illness, you know your breast breast cancer with. I mean everything you said. The first chakra, you know breaking your ankle you know that's related to you know you needed to slow down that's how you walk on this planet you know and then you found the breast cancer and that's about that's heart chakra that's about self-love that's about setting healthy boundaries louise hay you know second chakra vaginal cancer that was from the sex sexual abuse it is really important to get to know the chakras because they are our inner diagnostic system and You can tell when energy is trapped there But to do that you can't be on your iPhone And multitasking You need to be present You need to be able to Just tune into your body Our body is always speaking to us Before we get a disease Our body will be giving us signals But if we're not tuned in uh, You know I was uh, I say I'm a recovering perfectionist now You know I was that woman Going all the time uh, To please everybody else and wanted everything to be perfect you know my house to look perfect and this to look perfect and uh i got knocked down you know to to slow down uh so it is really important to start yeah i mean shifting the attention to yourself to knowing that you are the most important person you know if you are not filled, you know, with, with energy then you cannot ha- you don't have energy to give. It's really important as a mom because a lot of moms over overextend themselves because, you know, having kids is wonderful. I've have, I have a thirteen year old daughter and a sixteen year old son. And it is it's wonderful having children. Especially when they're really little, we're just kinda I mean it's overwhelming, you know, we're not really given an instruction manual. It's like here you go, you know, good luck and we're responsible for these <laughs> beings twenty four seven. And it is overwhelming, you know, and we are, it's gotten even more overwhelming because because of Facebook, because of all these things on the Internet about, well, this is raising a kid wrong, and that's raising a kid wrong, and you have to do this, and you have to do that. I mean, there are so many ways that we're always judging ourselves. So, again, it's really important that the self-love comes in, you know, and we're able to be present and really think about how these things affect us, you know, what is it, What do I feel like when I read that? You know, does that make me feel less than? Am I less than? You know, or is this something I'm just reacting to? You know, we have to be present and not just let the emotions um, overrun us. It's really important to get in touch with our emotions. How does this make me feel? This makes me feel, you know, sad. This makes me feel like I'm not good enough. Well, why not? You know, and exploring those things rather than just letting them overcome us. Uh, rather than, you know, going and doing for everyone else and our body's having to say, you know, I'm not taking this anymore, you know, you're gonna you know, you're gonna break your ankle or you're gonna be laid up in bed, uh, because there's no other way to stop you. You know, um our body is very you know, we are intuitive and when we stop and get present and tune into our body, it'll have lots of messages to send us, but we need to be able to turn off everything doesn't take long I've exercised on my book I mean they can take you know from less than a minute to maybe 10-15 minutes it doesn't have to take that long and I think that's really important too is people know that you don't have to be meditating for hours a day you know you can do these little things these moments of am I being present you know am I and then you can start to choose how you react to things instead of just reacting on autopilot there's such strength in knowing um, you're reacting from that present moment, from the situation at hand, and there's a power in that. There's self-empowerment. There's self-love. You know, you can be proud of yourself. Uh, so it really does, you know, it does begin in the present moment and also just tuning in and as, as often as possible, but it doesn't have to be that long. I mean, a couple times during the day, like I said, you know, even the shower is such a great place. That's that's such a meditative place for me because so many times it's an unconscious time. We are going through our heads of the things we have to do that day. Uh, we might be, you know, putting this energy out. Oh, this is going to be hard today, or oh, I'm worried about this. Instead of you know appreciating that we have running water, you know, we can feel the water running over our bodies. We can, if we want, we can imagine the water washing away the negativity. We can set positive intentions for our day. We can say ho'oponopono, and I say this for a lot of moms because a lot of moms are like, I have no time. Well, do you get to shower? You know, if you get to shower, even if it's a fast one, you know, because you have a kid to get out of the shower and attend to, you can do this. You know, when you're laying in bed in the, in the morning, such a powerful time to do this. When you're going to bed at night, same thing. These are times when your subconscious is heightened because you're in that half-awake half-asleep state. So even to start with those three times, you know, morning, night, and shower, and just see how it starts to affect you or commute during the day, waiting in line instead of getting mad, you know, or pissed off that it's not going faster, actually being in the moment and being like, okay, maybe I can take a couple deep breaths now, you know, and maybe this moment is for me to make a gratitude list or smile at someone in line or do something positive instead of sit here and mumble to myself about I'm going to be two minutes late.
1: So I mean, in the
0: present moment, such power.
1: I can't. I you know. I one of your recent articles that you have, you know, that you know on your website is five hidden windows uh, of time. You ha- you have that you yeah. can change your life. And I read this, you know, before preparing for the interview, and I was just like, oh, so true. Like you know, you talk in your book about affirmations, and you talk about you know the different forms of meditation, and you know. I can remember doing the artist way back in 1994, and you know, each morning you do your morning pages. But before you do your pages, you you have to stay in silence, or it's highly recommended you stay in silence. And so I was um, I was at this one month long training in Connecticut, and people from all over the world were there. And it was what we had. It, it was a requirement to bring the personal growth seminars that I was bringing to St. Louis at that time. And so I was staying in this farmhouse in Connecticut, and there were like six other people in the house. We all were running bedrooms. And they knew that in the morning, I, if, if I saw them, they might say good morning, and I would simply nod and get my coffee and go back to my room and write my pages. So they kind of all were on board with what I was doing. But it is so true. Before we start our day, and it can be as simple as what you suggest in this article, while you're in bed. Do your gratitude before you even yeah. start the day. And I love how you took, um, I, I I don't know if you're familiar with um, Emmanuel Dagger. He wrote the book Easy Breezy Prosperity. And one of his things that he suggests is exactly what you wrote about in this article about uh, paying gratitude for your warm bed. And the fact that you woke up in the morning, you know, but for the warm bed. So not just saying, oh, I'm grateful I had a good night's sleep or I'm grateful for my bed. I'm grateful for my bed because it gave me a good night's sleep and because now I feel ready to face the day. So, you know, and I love that extension of I'm grateful for this because. And it's like, how long does that take? It doesn't take that long. seconds, minutes. most. Yeah. Yeah. And it sets the stage for the whole day. (laughs) You know, and it's yeah. like, you know, and dream state right before we go into dream state, you know, the other time that the mind is the most receptive and it's almost like, you know, the guys and angels are like, yay, look, she's <laughs> saying what she wants to create while she's sleeping, you know, and, you know, and here are these wonderful bodies that, you know, totally recalibrate and slough off the cells, all this like divinely orchestrated while we sleep, you know, it's like, it's pretty amazing when you think about it. It is amazing. Yeah, and we
0: all have things to be grateful for, and and one of the things I had heard too is the way we speak to ourselves in the morning. So I I started to pay attention to that too, because yeah, you being like, oh, I'm so tired, you know, I'm, just, you know, just yeah. how are you speaking? What kind of voice are you speaking to yourself with? Yeah. You know, so starting to be like, you know what, today's gonna be a great day. I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, but I'm I'm really putting that energy out. That's something amazing is going to happen today you know and i'm so grateful that i'm able to get up and had my warm bed to sleep in and yeah regenerate like you said it's just amazing that our bodies can even do that you know after a few hours we're ready to go again
1: Right, I know. I'm a I'm a real big believer in mantras because mantras are basically affirmations in a in a yeah. you know in a in a mantra in a very short word or phrase, and you know I'll never forget my kids were all pretty little, but I came across this mantra, Narbhavi, and I'm not even sure I'm saying it correctly because I've never heard anyone say it, but I found it. And I and I printed it out and I put it on my water cooler near my desk and I had it like on my computer, Narvavie, and it was it, it means good things are coming, you know, good things are coming. I never and heard so my that kids and are I like, I liked it. Oh, my kids are like, <laughs> what does Narvavie mean? You know, no, Because they, you know, they heard me all, you know, chanting. Sometimes they would say, "Stop, stop <laughs> chanting," you know, because, because matches, as you know, ripple through. They just cut through everything. And so, but you know, it's just there's so many different ways. But the main thing is, as you so eloquently um, say, it's a short path to change. It doesn't have to be long and arduous. It can be a short path. I love the title of your book.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I do. I mean, I I think you know Llewellyn helped me do a really wonderful job with the book too. You know, I think that it is really important that you see that it's short, because like I said, I've had clients that are you know they could be sixty, seventy years old, and they're they're wondering if they can change. You know, can I change fifty years of thought patterns? Yeah. You know, it doesn't really have to be that hard. I mean, like I said, some will hold on. Some, some things might hold on a little longer. You know, some thought patterns that are really ingrained. But at start, starting to be aware of them is actually a good thing. In the beginning, it seems really scary because you start hearing yourself, and it can be very challenging not to be judgmental and beating yourself up uh, about the way you've been talking to yourself, but this isn't something to beat yourself up about, something to be joyous about. You're finding those messages, which means you can choose whether you believe them or not and whether you want to keep repeating them or not. And I love mantras, and I love affirmations. I do, you know, I love affirmations that are, I always say that I want the affirmations that my clients say to be based in some kind of truth because I think that I've seen affirmations kind of work the other way, too, where if you say, if I were to say, I, I am healed, I am healed, I don't know if my body would have reacted as well to the ones that I said, like, I'm working on myself every day. You know, I'm I'm starting to feel right. a little better every day. So they're based in some kind. You won't meet as much resistance, and you know, right. so you won't have right. that going against you. And I do love mantras. There, there are so many beautiful mantras, and yeah, I'd never heard that one. I want that one written down. <laughs> I will
1: send it to you. I will send it to you. Oh my gosh! So, so I know, um, I I know that you are you call your work soul realignment, and that um, you uh, have studied the reconnection with Eric Pearl, and um, we we have a, a, about ten more minutes. So, where would you like with this last? Um, Time, which direction would you like to go and I want you to think of that, and then number two, I want to um, also just say I am so grateful about what you were saying about you be basically you said you become who you hang with, like who are you hanging with yeah. and you know we've all heard you know where the inner where the attention goes, the energy flows or what we focus on expands, but you know trying to um, trying well I set the intention in 2015. I said, I want to hang with people who are vibrationally my equal or higher. I just want to hang with lots of happy people. And I will do the work. I will help with compassion and my gifts, as many people as I can. But when, you know, but I, I choose to hang, you know, because and it really made a difference. It's like a lot of a lot of people fall apart, fell away, but new people came in. And I really, it's not that you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you really do when you start cleaning up. I like how you brought that into the equation, you know, and how you manifested that new friend that you walked with. And all of a sudden, you weren't the history and they didn't remember little Ginny and Ginny's mom and dad. It was like you were fresh with a new friend starting with who you were present time.
0: Yeah, it is really important to assess who you're spending energy on. And so many times, if you are if you are a natural caregiver, if you do care about people, uh, you know, the tough thing is you're probably going to be attracting a lot of wounded birds to you. You know, you're putting out that energy. Like, I want to care for people. And until you're able to set those healthy boundaries and really love yourself enough to know that, you don't have to you're not going to heal anybody else you know you can help people you know but to a point people right. do have to want to help themselves so to assess the people that you're hanging out with and i mean i've i've seen people so just stick with people out of you know obligation uh but If it's making you miserable, I mean, then there's also, are you an enabler? You know, if you're listening to the person complain about the same thing for five years and not do anything about it,
1: you know, um,
0: it's it's not helping, you know. Yeah, it's not helping them. They're not listening to you, and it's not helping you. And you shouldn't be going to bed, like, thinking about someone else's problems, or, you know, I mean, it, it really should be, when you leave someone, you should feel good. And, of course, there are times when everyone has hard times, and I'm not saying to abandon people when they need you the most or anything, but it should friendship should be 50-50, 60-40, maybe even 70-30 sometimes, but it balances out eventually. Right. Like, it feels like a reciprocity, and you really do need that in relationships. And if you do have someone difficult to be around, it is really important to, to limit that time, to set healthy boundaries around it, to do something joyful for yourself before or after you spend time with that person to revitalize yourself you know not let that person drain you i mean sometimes it is a family member that you do have to be around for you know certain periods of time but maybe you can limit it you know there there are ways to go about it so that it's not taking your life force energy and i love that that intention that you said it is it is really important to hang out with people that feel good you know you want to hang around happy people you know why do you want to hang around depressed people all the
1: time (laughs) well and you you know yeah yeah i mean you know (laughs) and being a real estate agent and a feng shui uh consultant i mean i'll tell you what i helped real estate agents for 10 years before i finally got my license um i was i was called in in when houses wouldn't sell and you know, because of my, intu- of my intuitive gifts and the energy of feng shui, I would, in most cases, say to the agent, don't tell me anything. Just let me see what I got. And, you know, and then I would be like, okay, why was there arguing in this room? Why was why was this family arguing all the time? And Or who was sick in this house? You know, I mean, I, w- I would, you know, just kind of like morph into it and, you know, get to read. And, you know, so often houses are just like – people i mean they the houses absorb the emotions the you know when you I have hear. i know and like people just don't get it and i love how you mentioned at the front end of the interview that if you have a lot of clutter around you that clutter becomes what is known as stagnant or shachi and it's like one of the first ways to start getting healthier is to clear your space and clearing your space is means internally externally and looking at the friendships looking at the people that are you know you, you have to change it all or it, it only goes so far
0: yeah yeah i mean it and it's everything it's you know what if you watch tv what tv are you watching are you watching depressing or you know uh horror you know, horror all the time. Uh, what music are you listening to? It really is everything we're allowing into our energy field. I'm not saying to exclude, you know, all of that thing. You can't live in happy, happy land all the time, you know, but limit it. You know, know right. when you're consciously doing it. Okay, I'm choosing to do this now. And just don't let it overwhelm you. And yeah, I do I do Akashic Record clearing for houses too and I do know that energy sticks in houses, you know, and it does multiply uh, and negative energy will multiply. The more, you know, say someone negative does go in the house often, uh, things do get stuck. You know, it is, it's beautiful that you do that work to be able to to switch up the energy. It is really necessary. I love, you know, I thought that would be such a great thing for realtors to do is, yeah, I mean, after every, every time a house comes up on the market, you know, and then when that new person moves in too, you know, it's just a great exercise to do to clear it out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's interesting. When I have an open house, it's, um, it's just, you know, it's different. And I'll, ha- I'll hear people say, I've never been to an open house like this. Mm-hmm. What they don't know is before they even came in. It's been cleared, vibrationally balanced, there's music, there's aromatherapy, and yeah. So, so. Jenny, I want to I want you um, to mention your website. It's Jennymanion.com, which is J-E-N-N-Y-M-A-N-N-I-O-N.com. There are fabulous articles on here. She has information on you know the different articles that she's contributed. She has um, all of her different services. Uh, she offers reconnective healing, Akashic record reading and clearing, soul realignment consultations and clearings. She does energy healing, um, in person and um, distance uh, distance work. She does mind body mentoring. Um, she also works with a line of Andara crystals and you know, you do a lot of things and you actually um you know, which is sweet, you offer a complimentary wellness awakening session. Um, you do pro- I didn't realize that you did the property clearings. Um so I'm I'm glad I mentioned that because we both know that you know, it's like what I try and explain to people is, you know, when a restaurant fails and then another restaurant comes in and then it fails, then another restaurant yeah. comes in and <laughs> before it even opens the door as well, I wonder how long this one's going to last. And it's like the same thing with houses, you know, yeah. like I, you know, it just, energy is energy and it gets stuck. And when you open it up, like you, you talk about in your book and seriously, this book covers all seven of the major chakras. There are Uh, guided meditations, there's other meditations, there's everything. I mean, it's like it doesn't have to be complicated. And um, you know, different exercises in here, exercising too, taking inventory and assessing the influences in your life, like what's influencing your life, you know? You can start off as a little child and your parents or your teachers and you don't have a lot of choice with a lot of that, but as you get older, your friends become your family. You know, I remember my stepmother saying, your friends are your family of choice, choose wisely. And Ah, uh, so Jenny, uh, last minute words of wisdom for us. What else would you like to add? You know, before we close, and thank you so much, by the way, for being my guest this evening. Oh, it's been
0: such a pleasure to talk to you. Yes, I think we could talk a few more hours easily, <laughs> but I do think the most important thing is, as I said before, just that presence, that presence and the self-love as you begin to awaken to this, the patterns that you've had, the behaviors, the the thoughts, the emotions. Really be kind and loving to yourself. There's a reason they're there. You know, there, there are circumstances that had, the, you know, that that made those come into existence. So really trying to just be kind and loving to yourself. I do offer the half an hour uh, consultation, wellness awakening session. I love to talk with people. It is, it's really important to just enter into that self-love phase. Give yourself a break. Think of yourself. I have a self-love exercise in my book where I tell the person to think of themselves as their best friend or a loved one coming to them with that same issue and and then approach it from that from that angle because it's totally different we're so hard on ourselves and we we speak to ourselves like we would never dream of speaking to someone we care about so just really starting with that
1: with the presence
0: and the self-love
1: beautiful 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 so listeners you have been listening to Jenny Mannion, author of *A Short Path to Change: 30 Ways to Transform Your Life*, and. Um I am going to be on the air next week, and then I'm taking two Tuesdays off. And um, I'm traveling with my with uh, two of my children. And um, I, you know, there are over four hundred of these interviews archived. And the minute we are complete tonight, um, as many of you know, but those of you that are listening that don't know, it becomes a virtual blog, and that's um, partly why. Well, so it's a good part of why I chose this platform for the radio show. I was in a traditional studio for a long time, and then you. Reach that city and maybe it'll get picked up. But through through this radio show, um, we can we can change the world. So if you like tonight's interview, you can you know share share the interview. You you know there's even a forward to a friend thing. But the main thing is is to stay connected and um, let authors like Jenny Mannion tr- help you transform your life. And um, this book is available through Llewellyn, but you can find it you know anywhere. Just you know. Look at Jenny's site, and all the information is there. So, Jenny, thank you, thank you, thank you from my heart to your heart, and keep keep up the great work. Yay, and thanks oh, for Oh, thank thanks you,
0: for, Cindy, you, you. for you. Keep up the yeah.
1: wonderful work. Oh, my gosh. And your article will be in our June issue, so um, may many people find their way to you when you're in your work. Okay,
0: so thanks, thanks so much.
1: Okay, good night, everyone. I'll be back next week. Okay, have a great week.